0: This is Dave LaGreca of Busted Open, and I know two extremely passionate fans about AEW, Paul Zartman and Tanner Lee. That's right, Paul and Tanner. I love what they bring to the table on the Kicking Out podcast. That's right, the Kicking Out
1: podcast with Tanner Lee and Paul Zartman. Are you listening to me? If you want the latest on AEW and you're an AEW fan,
0: And you want to get the scoop, you listen to Paul and Tanner right now on all podcast forums. I'm talking, you go to the podcast store, you lay down your money, and you buy the Kicking Out podcast. You do it now. If you love AEW, you'll love Tanner and Paul.
1: What's going on, everybody? It's Wednesday night. You know what that means. It's September 8th, 2021. A brand new episode of the Kicking Out Podcast. I'm Tanner Lee, but Paul Zartman is nowhere to be found. Nowhere to be found, and that's because he lost the KOP Predictions Champion. Chip. Champion Chip, I should say. That's right. The new champ is here. The champ got his belt back. Lost to at Revolution. Actually, I wanted that revolution. I'm all over the place tonight. Wanted that revolution, lost that double or nothing, got it back. Like I said, I would at all out. So Paul brought the belt over to me and he pretty much left a note. He delivered it to my house, left a note, pretty much saying I cheated to win. I only won because MJF is a lover, which if anybody saw his promo tonight, they know is not true at all. And I don't deserve it and don't get used to having the belt because it's coming back to him soon which would be at full gear because I'm not going to put it on the line until full gear. I'm not going to fall into his tricks like he did. uh, I think it was at um, Road Rager, I think. Uh, I don't think it was at the homecoming where he put it on the line. I'm not doing that. I'm not falling into his tricks. I got the title. It's back where it belongs. Back where it belongs after a great pay-per-view all out. was as good as advertised. It was AEW's biggest pay-per-view ever as far as buys. I mean, we had Adam Cole, baby, make his All Elite debut. We also had Brian Danielson. I mean, if I would have told you all at the start of 2021, not only would CM Punk be an AEW, but Adam Cole and Brian Danielson, you would have thought I was crazy. You would have thought I was smoking something. But here we are. It's a great time to be an All Elite wrestling fan. Great time to be a pro wrestling fan. I'm just pumped to go over tonight's Dynamite, pumped to have the title belt back where it belongs. And look at that. Look who showed up to work. Look who showed up to the podcast. Paul himself. Tears and all. Tears and all. I'm here. You are here, but missing. You're a little lighter this evening without the strap over your shoulder.
0: For now. Cheater.
1: The champ is here. Bay bay.
0: Mm. Mm. Yeah, mm-hmm. if MJF wasn't such a loser, we wouldn't be in this predicament.
1: He tapped out. He <sighs> tapped out. He tapped out.
0: Didn't see it coming.
1: Actually, he could get on the referee for restarting the match there.
0: You didn't see? I won. That belt was mine. <laughs> but because they say, oh, Jericho's foot hit the rope before he you hit three. Yeah, yeah. No, the ref's decision in the ring is final. We've gone over this time and time again for years. Doesn't matter if another ref runs down. Jericho should be done. MJF should have won. I should still be champ. But that's
1: that's what you get for siding with MJF. yeah that's last time I, I
0: ever do that. <laughs>
1: <laughs> uh, but Paul, what were your thoughts on All Out? It
0: was a great show, baby.
1: It was a great show, and I know I, you're a big Adam Cole guy, so I knew I knew you're gonna pop right when you heard his music.
0: Uh, The lights went – well, actually, I popped before the lights went dark. Kenny said, or they're dead. And I went, oh.
1: You know, so, I didn't catch that until the next night, honest <laughs> to God. When I was listening, watching, listening to a promo, I didn't catch the dead part. I didn't put two and two together. Lights went out. I'm thinking it's Brian Danielson because we all kind of knew from reading things that he was going to be showing up. But when Adam Cole's music hit – well, actually, I didn't really know whose music it was at first, one. I saw his name pop up on the, on the Titan Tron – Made me pop up from my couch.
0: <laughs> yeah, uh, I thought I heard something down the street. thought I heard a little girlish scream. Uh, uh,
1: maybe not too girlish, but maybe I would, it was like, really... would like to think so. But it, was, <laughs> uh, it, it popped me. I, I didn't know what he was going to do.
0: I didn't either uh, until he was standing in the ring. And just, the, I don't know, there was something about the look on his face. He kept kind of looking to his right a little bit. And I went, he's all elite. He is with the elite, and sure enough, he turns around and super kicks Jungle Boy.
1: Yep, I, th- you know, he got in Kenny's face, and it looked like he was mouthing. Do you remember what you did? Mm-hmm. So I'm thinking because mm, you know everybody who watches BTE, he kicked Adam Cole out of the group. They betrayed him, and then the young Bucks end up killing him. His character, which um, wow. yeah, got resurrected this past Monday.
0: So. Kenny kind of kind of uh put the stuff in there and the young bucks were still face at the time so they just thought you know oh it's just a rib we're just ribbing him and it's all in good fun until he was dead
1: yeah but he is back with all elite. he'll be making his all elite wrestling in-ring debut next week against frankie kazarian looking forward to that but uh yeah and then after shortly after that brian danielson makes his debut what what'd you think about that
0: i was stoked for that um both him and Adam Cole back to back. My my heart had a little bit of problems keeping up there for a minute. I thought and I was getting so meet.
1: earlier in the night.
0: Yeah. Oh, man. It was an action packed pay per view. Probably the best pay per view I've seen in years.
1: Yeah. It lived up to um, its advertising. I think Meltzer reported today it's, the numbers hadn't come in yet, but he's expecting it to be the biggest non WWE pay per view buy in the last 24 years. So.
0: I would not be surprised by that no, at all.
1: No, no. I mean, yeah, I mean, a, a lot of people were anticipating Brian Danielson making his debut. CM Punk's first in ring match in seven years. Um, Young Bucks Lucha Bros Steel Cage match. MGF Jericho, where if Jericho loses, he was done wrestling in AEW. I mean, he had a lot of things oh, right AJ. there. <laughs> mm. They had a lot of things right there that, that made people want to buy it. So. Yeah, yeah. Very good it stuff. definitely
0: was uh, a great pay-per-view. Um, not a whole lot of build to it, not as much as you and I like, but I think overall it was a spectacular pay-per-view, and honestly, I'd give it a 9 out of 10.
1: Yeah, I'm still disappointed we didn't get the Andrade pack match, but we're going to get that Friday night at Rampage, so that'll be good. Um, Lucha Bros, Young Bucks stole the show for me. I, th- I knew they would. Um I was surprised the Lucha Bros went over. I'm I'm happy for them. They're very deserving, um, and, and it makes sense. I mean, the Young Bucks had had the title since November when they defeated FTR at Full Gear, but uh, I thought they'd keep it for one more pay per view. I was kind of surprised by that. That's why I had the Young Bucks as my number two confident points. I think you had them number one. Yeah, but uh, good for the Lucha Bros. Very cool.
0: Yeah, they deserve it. It's time to put some gold on them.
1: It's it's just crazy. The tag titles. This is the fifth team already to hold the tag titles. So.
0: And we're on the third AEW champion and like six or seven TNT
1: title champions. Yeah, and then, then, then the women's have had quite a few, too. Uh, yeah. yeah. You know, but, but the AEW world champion usually holds on to it for quite a while. So,
0: And Kenny Omega is now the longest-running champ.
1: Yep, yep, and we'll see. Uh, it's probably a little too early to tell who's next uh, contender is going to be for the belt. I mean, they might have planted some seats tonight, but uh, – According to rankings, he needs to get some matches under his belt.
0: Uh, A long time between now and November, so we'll see what happens. Yep. When I take my belt back.
1: That's not happening. Keep dreaming. Keep dreaming. Mm -hmm. You had it for a couple months there after Double or Nothing, but that's the only time you're touching it in 2021. Maybe 2022 if you get lucky. Mm. We'll see. Let's go ahead and uh, review Dynamite, shall we?
0: Yeah, we uh, open off the show with Jr. Tony Schiavone, and Taz on commentary because Excalibur is off as he's getting married in a few days. Yeah,
1: congratulations so, to him. I didn't see that until the show had already started. I was just hoping he wasn't out sick or anything. So Yeah,
0: I caught something about uh, – because I saw Taz was on there, and I was on my way home, so I was watching it on my phone. Um, and I heard something about Excalibur off and wife, and I went, uh, uh-oh. So I had to go to Twitter and find out what it was. So yeah, a, congratulations to him. Congratulations to him. The real them.
1: question is, is he wearing his mask during the wedding? <laughs>
0: it's Excalibur, so probably, at least for photos <laughs> that might get leaked to the internet. Hey,
1: good point, good point.
0: Uh, we start off with Malachi Black against Dustin Rhodes. Malachi Black comes out first, as usual, with a stellar entrance probably my favorite entrance in all of aew on the best,
1: in- best entrance in the company hands down the, the from from the production of it to his movements everything's just just can't get better
0: yeah um, good back and forth match throughout most of it uh towards the end of the match black goes under the ring brings out Cody's boot that he left in the ring a couple of weeks ago after Black destroyed Cody. He throws the boot to Dustin and smiles. Dustin gets back up, throws some strikes to the midsection and hits a core or code red for a pin two count. And Dustin tries for a bulldog, but instead Black sweeps the or with a sweep kick sending Dustin face first into the exposed turnbuckle wheel kick by Black. And cover of one, two, three. He didn't get all of the uh wheel kick though.
1: No, he hit him in his shoulder, yeah. Uh, but I don't though, think
0: he needed the wheel kick,
1: no, even though after the match, it, they made you want to feel like he hit him in the mouth because he was because Dustin was bleeding out of the mouth. But uh, good storytelling throughout this match. Um, honestly, went a little longer than I thought it would. But Dustin Rhodes yeah. can go, man, for a guy in his 50s, it's unbelievable. I mean, I know we both can say we grew up watching him wrestle as gold dust and uh. Decades ago. And he's <laughs> still going strong today and having some of his yeah. best matches of his career today. And then and, and they're building Malachi just like they should. Uh, now the question is what's going to happen on, in two weeks from now, September 22nd at Grand Slam at Arthur Ashe. Because it was announced tonight that Cody Rhodes is going to return. And um, well, first off, did you like that, that they announced it that way and set up a match instead of just having him organically return? No.
0: No, I think if anything, he should have returned next week, said Malachi. You've taken out every member of the nightmare family uh, apart from a couple because uh, one's currently in another storyline already. Let's not drag him into this one and uh, Fuego being the other one. So, you know, you come out, you say you're taking my family out one by one. I'm tired of it. You, you had a good match with me. It should have ended there. It didn't. At Arthur Ashe Stadium, you and I one on one once again.
1: There's no really, bu- I mean, there is build up, I guess, without Cody on TV, but but yet there isn't. Um, it would just kind of surprise me that, uh, but I get it. I mean, they want that show to be big, that it's going to be one of their headliner matches, if not the main event. Um, people are going to look forward to it. I mean, Cody's a popular guy, he's one of their most popular wrestlers. So and it's a week before his new reality show, um, Roads on Top.
0: So here's my, here's my question to you. Yep. yep. Does he come back as Cody? Or does well, he come back he, as something else?
1: He he uh put on Instagram and his community text yesterday a picture of Stardust. I can't figure it out. Can't figure out why he did that. That's he didn't like that gimmick. So
0: Because he had no control over that gimmick. He would now.
1: I Think he comes back as Cody. I'd be very surprised if he doesn't. Um but you my question to you. Trolling? Yeah. My question to you is it's two weeks before that, but does Cody get the victory or does Malachi go over him again?
0: Malachi again.
1: That's what it should be. That's what it should be. And I know you're a big Cody fan. I'm a big Cody fan, but we know what's best for business. Keep building Malachi strong. I'm afraid yes. that won't be the case. I'm afraid just <laughs> that Cody will come back and avenge it and then we'll have a rubber match towards the end. Um, eventually, maybe at full gear or something. But I think Malachi should be him again. Make it more competitive than it was last time, but Malachi should get the winst.
0: I agree. Uh, next, we get the Lucha Bros showing off their new titles after beating the Young Bucks at All Out. Penta says the title costs them blood, sweat, and tears. Anyone who's willing to suffer can try and take them away from the champs. And I like the fact uh, it appears there's still blood on the title. I was
1: just going to say that's aw- an awesome touch.
0: So... Definitely. uh, I enjoyed this segment.
1: Uh, Yeah, no, it's short, sweet to the point.
0: Yep. Yep. Uh, Next week, Eddie Kingston talking about his all-out match against uh, Miro. He said they went at it like two men at first, but then Miro had to use a low blow to help him get the victory. Miro mentions his bride again, saying that he's going to offer his bones to his wife and his soul to his God.
1: Yeah, I was surprised that was the match that kicked things off at all out, but it was a really good match. And Miro once again brings up his wife, so you got to think she's coming sooner or later.
0: Uh, I don't know, after her response to what he said on uh, Twitter. <laughs>
1: I, I didn't see that.
0: Uh, it was not a uh, TV-14 type of response from C.J. Perry. Okay. Uh, needless to say, he said uh, towards Eddie, he says, you ask, and I'll redeem these nuts, or something along those lines. And she responded, "And I'll redeem yours when you get home."
1: Oh, all right. <laughs> um, I do know she is filming some stuff for um um a uh, show on VH1. So mm-hmm. maybe after she gets done with that, maybe she shows up in all league wrestling.
0: Because I just don't
1: know why he keeps bringing her up. If not, yeah. Uh,
0: apart from the fact that now he can. <laughs>
1: yeah. Yeah. Yeah.
0: Uh, next we go, come back from a commercial break Punk comes out to the ring To talk about his all out match And his future Punk gets right on the mic Thanks Darby and Sting and the fans For what happened over the weekend He said he wasn't sure what was going to happen But it was like riding a violent bike He's been back And now he's back on the bike The crowd starts chanting You still got it Punk uses that to hype up tonight's main event Between Moxley and Suzuki A Moxley chant breaks out Punk points out Aunt Linda, the woman who raised Brian Pillman Jr. And uh, if you haven't seen the Dark Side of the Ring episode around Pillman, go check it out. Mm -hmm. Uh, The crowd then starts in with a Linda chant. Punk gives a shout out to Ruby Soho, Adam Cole, and Brian Danielson for showing up at the pay-per-view. Punk mentions the first person he texts after his match was April. A lot. See, here we go again with the wife thing. Mm -hmm. A lot of a lot of shout outs to his wife, mm-hmm. but uh, we'll see. Uh, Taz gets on the mic, interrupting Punk. Uh, Punk tells him, you know what? Look, I like you. I respect you, so I'll let you talk, but never interrupt me again. Punk's starting to have that heelish tendency to him. Yeah, I'm kind of digging it.
1: I saw a lot of people freak, were freaking out that it came out of the heel tunnel. Well, the camera was in the opposite side of the building, so the tunnels were flipped tonight so he was actually on the face tunnel i like this promo from punk tonight um i like how he always puts over the talent especially the homegrown talent and then the new talent that just debuted i like that a lot um it was nice to give some punk chance that was outside of chicago
0: yes um
1: that was nice um but yeah the and i know you're gonna get to it soon but the I'm all right. I mean, I'm looking forward to some of the matches that Punk's going to be lined up with soon, it looks like, with against Starks and Hob- Hobbs. Not so much Hook, but I'm tired of Team Taz.
0: Oh, man, yeah. Uh, yeah, He Punk basically says, you know, send me Hook, send me Starks, send me Hobbs. I don't care. And uh, so there's this nice little uh, back-and-forth segment between Taz and Punk basically forgetting that in interviews he mentioned all three members of team Taz as a uh, possible opponents. So I, I'm, I'm with Tanner here. I'm not, not a big fan of this team Taz stuff anymore. It's just, it's like, it's three guys put together that they don't know what to do with. So they said here, Taz, you get this talent, do something with them.
1: Well, and, and I, I did like, I, I should mention, I did like punk um, playing off Taz's tagline. I thought that was pretty good. Uh, beat me if you can, um, survive if I let you. But and also like later on in the show we get, you know, a short promo from Brian Cage. It's like that storyline's still not done. It's like I know. I don't know.
0: Let it be done. Yeah. Let's hurry up and get Cage Starks over with and move Cage on to something it else, just else.
1: It just surprised me tonight because I was really interested to see what was Punk gonna do next, what storylines he got to get involved in next. But I wouldn't have guessed ever that was going to be with Team Taz.
0: No. No, I figured, you know, Adam Cole or something, you know. Maybe not even Adam Cole since, you know, he's still new, but MJF or... um, Yeah,
1: I I want to see that one eventually. (laughs) You
0: and me both. You and me both. And after Sunday night, uh, Punk can beat the living crap out of him, and I'll be okay with it. (laughs) uh up next Santana and Ortiz talk about the fact that they've put this feud with FTR to bed after last week and uh puts the rest of the tag team division on notice Santana says now that we've moved on from FTR they're gonna climb the ladder and we're the best Ortiz yells another short sweet promo
1: yeah they're fourth I believe in the new tag rankings um I know we're only two weeks out but I I would love for them to go against the lucha bros in Queens.
0: Uh yeah, even if, you know, it's just for a future shot at the title. Yeah. I mean, I
1: they, they they have to and Tony Khan's smart guys who's going to do it. You have to have um pr- proud and powerful and Eddie Kingston on your Queens show. Have oh, to.
0: absolutely. They'll be there. Mm-hmm. They'll be there. Yeah. Uh backstage Ruby Soho talks with the King Tony Schiavone. Oh, haha. She offered an open challenge tonight because she didn't want anyone to think she got lucky at all out. Baker shows up with her girls and wonders why we're spending airtime on the flavor of the week. Ruby tells Tony she and Baker go back a long time. She actually helped her break into the business. Soho tells Baker this is now her block. Baker says once they Get through with her; she'll be going back to catering, a place where she's been for the last four years.
1: Yeah, she called her the runaway, which is kind of Ruby's new new gimmick she's going off of. But uh, mm-hmm. yeah, good to see her all eat. Get good to see her getting used like she should have been. Um,
0: <laughs> Common theme here with uh, a group of people.
1: <laughs> yeah, I'm still surprised that she won. Um, I had Thunder Rosa winning. At least it did come down to those two. But um, but I get why that. They- Put her in the prime position to win, and it's a good opponent for Britt to face next.
0: And we've seen Britt and Thunder Rosa so many times already. Yeah, right. I mean, every match is a classic match. Yeah, yeah. But I don't think they want to give us that quite yet.
1: Yeah, that's fair.
0: Uh, My favorite line from the entire Soho promo was, "Tony, I know she's your girl, but I'm gonna whip her ass."
1: Yep, yep. That was just short and sweet. And Tony's always just like, "It wouldn't be the last time." Tonight that Tony got uh, got uh, mentioned <laughs> the bat. same line as a uh, Brett.
0: <laughs> yeah. Uh, up next, powerhouse Hobbs and Dante Martin. I uh, got to admit, Martin's growing on me. Uh, I He's wasn't too. Yeah, yeah. Uh, he got hit quick off the bat from the start of this match. I mean, he got in there and just got his head taken off. Basically, um, he did. Happen to mount some good offense. Um, he, as we move on, Martin gets some kicks in. Hob gets out to the floor. He looks. Uh, Martin looks to fly, but Hook gets up on the apron to stop him. Martin decides to fly anyways and leaps over Hook, dropping down on Hobbs. Back to the apron. Martin with a couple kicks to the head. Double Springborn moonsault lands on his feet, pump kick, but then runs into a spine buster and a cover, and powerhouse hops, picks up the victory.
1: Yeah, not surprising at all. Um, one thing I want to say about Hook is, have we ever seen a guy get more TV time that we still haven't <laughs> seen wrestle a match?
0: Uh, no, but here's something interesting. I think Twitter has completely forgotten about him. This has to tell you how little people care about Team Taz at this point. Hook was trending on my Twitter tonight. And it says, as the son of Taz makes his Dynamite debut. He's on every week.
1: Yeah, every single week. <laughs> every and, single week.
0: And nobody knows. Nobody knows.
1: <laughs> yeah, I, I don't know. I feel like they're just having him on there as a favorite of Taz at this point. Um but Yeah, good good for Will Hobbs getting a win. Um, first match we've, we've seen him back on Dynamite in a while. Yeah. Um, yeah, but Dante, yeah, I'm ready for Darius to get back so the tough light can get back going in the in the tag rankings.
0: Absolutely. Up uh, next is uh, Dan Lambert with the Men of the Year. As Lambert says, AEW is now bringing in every skinny little dork to cover up the truth. Lambert says you may think AEW is the hottest thing going and tricking the fans, but the truth can't be hidden forever. Two of the best in the company are Ethan Page and Scorpio Sky. Lambert invites any two members from the locker room to take out page and sky. He looks forward to shutting up everyone. So he doesn't have to hear that AEW chant ever again.
1: This did nothing for me. I didn't care mm-hmm. about him. That one bit. Um, You know, some weeks Lam- Lambert usually has good delivery, but it just makes me, I just don't care about this team. I'm sorry. I like Ethan page a lot. I've, I've, I've been a record. I think Scorpio sky is a good dude works hard. I'm not that big on them anymore. I think the company's kind of misused them in a, in a way ever since uh, SCU lost the SEC lost tag titles, and I'm just not big on this team. And I I don't, I don't, I just don't see the fit with Daniel Lambert. I, I just don't care about this at all.
0: No, and of course they were getting a lot of momentum, uh, and then all of a sudden it stopped. Uh, I know when they first formed Men of the Year, you were really excited to see what they could do. I was, but that it was just Men of the Year versus Sting and Darby over and over yep. and over again, and it just kind of wore it out.
1: Yep, yep. I, I still think Ethan Page could be a future um, champion of some sort in AEW. Um, but Scorpio Sky wouldn't shock me if he's one of those talents that leaves early 2022 when the contract's up.
0: I know, and it's sad because he's a very talented guy, but. Again, unfortunately, the company is full of so many very talented guys that he's just kind of drifted to the back. Yep. Uh, Next, we see Matt Hardy saying he's sick of Orange Cassidy running his fingers through his hair, and is going to shave Cassidy's hair. Cut to Cassidy saying Matt Hardy wants to cut my hair. Whatever.
1: So is this going to be a hair versus hair match?
0: (sighs) Or is this going to be like it started out with Hangman, where it's going to be if – Hangman loses; he's got to give it up, and then Hangman switched it.
1: Yeah, I yeah, I don't because I can't see Matt Hardy going bald. But
0: uh, no, which means we're gonna see Orange Cassidy's head shaved at some point, or some other weird stipulation of if I win, the Hardy family office is no more.
1: Which i like said, be okay there, with. There's no way that Hardy goes over Orange Cassidy. When's the last time Matt Hardy won a big match against <laughs> Sammy last year? Yeah, that's what it feels like. Yeah, that was it. Mm -hmm. Which he does the right thing. He's putting younger talent over. He doesn't need it. But Matt Hardy's a legend, but I just, once again, don't really care about the stories and fuse he's in.
0: Yeah. Uh, It's because of the Hardy family office. Mm -hmm. Since they switched to big money, Matt, I haven't cared about him.
1: Which I did see the Butcher and the Blade made it back into the top five of the tag rankings. Instantly.
0: Yeah, Thank that's, you, Butcher.
1: That, that's strange, isn't it, though? They haven't had yeah. too many matches as a team in a while because he's been on the injured shelf, and now all of a sudden they're back in
0: there. Oh, yeah, which we should say uh, Butcher made his return um, at the buy-in mm-hmm. at All Out Sunday mm-hmm. night. So welcome back, Butcher. Yes. Doing some weird thing, and I, I don't know what that was all about.
1: Yeah, who knows?
0: <laughs> it's Butcher, so who uh-huh. knows? It's probably something to do with his band. Yeah. Uh, up next, MJF makes his way out to the ring with Wardlow. Which, hello, Wardlow with MJF. Haven't seen this here recently. Saw it Sunday. Well, prior to Sunday.
1: Yeah, yeah, you're right though.
0: <laughs> he doesn't look to be in a good mood after losing to Jericho at All Out. Jericho says before, or er, yeah, Jericho says before Sunday he beat. And there we go. I can read. I promise you.
1: <laughs> it's late.
0: MJF says before Sunday he beat Jericho three times. He feels like there's bias against him because everybody in the back wants to be him. He rips on Cincinnati a bit. It's called the Midwest because everything is mid. Makes fun of skyline chili. Yeah, right Array. there,
1: It ticked me off. I like skyline chili, so
0: I have um, never had it, but everybody that who's ever had skyline chili that I know has said it is some of the best chili you, ever.
1: You Either love it or you hate it. It's different. It's it's got cinnamon in the chili, so it's got a, a distinct taste. But man, I they got different ways you can make it, and I, I'm 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 a big fan. Whenever I can get it, I get it.
0: Yes. And uh, he says if the crowd has a problem with it, why don't they jump over the guardrail so he can beat everyone up? Says they won't because they're all cowards. And uh, as a Cleveland fan, MJ has <laughs> had a few things right. But that's all that's, last time I'm gonna agree with MJ. No,
1: uh,
0: no, 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 no. Last time I'm gonna agree with the man ever, I hope. <laughs> um MJF draws attention to Aunt Linda and the rest of the Pillman family. He decides to go over, and it's Brian Pillman's daughter that MJF is going after. That would, uh, she says something about you know being his daughter, and he goes, "Well, that would certainly explain your vile looks." Pillman Junior's music hits, and he comes out with a mic in hand. Uh, continues basically to tell MJF he's stupid. Uh, which is true. <laughs> Pillman Jr. says, you know, uh, he had a Silver Spoon upbringing, but where Pillman's from, it's a city that breeds badasses like Moxley and his father. He says, welcome to the jungle, MJF. And he wants to go head to head on the, m- MJF says, you want to go head to head with me on the mic, brings up uh, Pillman Jr.'s mom. And it just goes on and on until Junior finally has enough, attacks him, gets attacked by Wardlow. Griff Garrison runs out to help, eats a shot to the face from MJF's Dynamite Diamond. Uh, Pillman gets in the way to keep MJF from hitting his tag partner again. Crowd with another you tapped out chant to MJF as he walks to the back.
1: Yeah, a lot of good stuff here. MJF was fire on the mic. A very passionate, heated promo. Um, Pillman got a big, Pop from the crowd. You know the company's really trying to push Brian Pillman. I mean, you, you see CM Punk reference him quite a bit in promos. A lot of people other reference reference him. Um, loved MGF telling Wardlow to actually, you know, galloway mm-hmm. and, and, and going to Latter- help
0: me Ward like you did Sunday.
1: Exactly, go over there and stand in the corner. So you know when when Pillman attacks MGF, Wardlow stands there for a little bit with his back turned and decides to go help. And then once uh, Pillman gets worried for Wardlow, and is kicking MGF. Wardlow took his time to get over there in the corner. Love that. It's the small things. It's planting the seeds. We're going to eventually get that. Wardlow turning on MGF. Dave Batista turning on triple H back in. Oh, five or whatever it was. Um, Oh, whatever. Yeah. Yeah. That, that's what it keeps reminding me of. And, and I like it planting the seeds. We planted a lot of seeds last year and then got away from it. And I like that. And then Griff Garrison comes out and gets destroyed. Um, yeah, setting up a nice match between uh, MJF and, and uh, Brian Pillman at Grand Slam. And then, of course, we, we see that Pillman's going to face Max Caster this Friday. Yes, Max Caster is, is back on back. TV. Nope.
0: Yes, yes. And I was uh, going to get to that coming up here in uh, just a little bit.
1: <laughs> Take care of it for you.
0: Yeah. Uh, up next, we have uh, the halfway point of the show which threw me off that this was on the card because it's been a minute since we saw a women's
1: match at 9 o'clock. That's how you know it's a big women's match. If it's not at 930, it's one they uh, deem really big.
0: Yes, and it was uh, Ruby Soho versus Jamie Hayter. And, of course, with Britt and Rebel, not Reba. Uh, This match was a solid match. Towards the end, Soho lands a DDT after bouncing off the top rope, gets the cover for two. Soho moving slowly, though, after all the punishment sustained earlier in the match. Soho tries for a Sato suplex, which is blocked. Soho lifts up, or is lifted up on Hater's shoulders. She tried for a Poison Arana, but then got mixed up, and Soho just twists into a modified Face Buster. Hater gets in some moves, lifts Soho, backbreaker across the knee, sliding elbow pin, two count, Soho... Gets hit in the jaw, cover one, two, three. Or, uh, I'm sorry, Jamie gets hit in the jaw.
1: Yeah, Jamie Hater. I mean, you know, they debuted her a few weeks ago or made her return on Rampage to help Britt when it was Pittsburgh. She's already got a couple losses on her belt already. That's uh, kind of makes Britt's heater look a little weak, but she's losing the really, really respected opponents. Um, good. You knew Ruby wasn't going to lose her debut match, especially after becoming the number one contender in the women's battle royale. Yeah. Um, But uh, once again, just good to see her back on TV.
0: Post-match, Brit and er, and Rebel attack Uh, Soho. They look to do more damage, and Riho runs out to stop them for a moment. Hater gets a hold of Riho, lifts, and drops her. Baker was going to stomp uh, Soho down. Statlander runs out with a chair to clear out the ring. The three in the ring check on each other, and Statlander raises up Soho's arm.
1: Yep, yep.
0: Perfect, simple, something building here. We're going to see a six-woman tag match at some point between these teams, I think.
1: Which I don't um, think we've seen a trios women's match in a while.
0: No, no, we have not. Uh, here's that promo from Brian Cage up next that you talked about where nope. he asks Starks if he's sick and tired of all this. He wants Starks to cut the crap. Give him a one-on-one match. Starks this Cage is going to find out why they call him absolute Ricky Starks.
1: Just do it and get it over with.
0: Still didn't say when. No. no. When is this going to happen?
1: Please just get over. Put put it on Rampage. Get over with. Put it on
0: Dark. (laughs) (laughs) Uh, Backstage, we get an interview with Dark Order. The group begins arguing, and Anna Jay steps up. She says they are all family and need to act like it. She and Ty Conte head off. So, with uh, that being said, we're on to a trios match. Dark Order. Uh, we'll see John Silver, Evil Uno, and Stu Grayson go against Sean Spears and FTR with Wardlow and Tully Blanchard.
1: Which I do want to see. It's good to see FTR in the ring again. I mean, last yes. week, we kind of left like, was that the end for them? Well, short answer, no.
0: Yeah. Yeah. Uh, towards the end of the match, Silver's getting attacked in the wrong side of town, but gets away and hits a solid brain buster. He looks to tag out, but Spears and Wheeler... Knock the guys down to the floor. Silver decides to throw kicks, landing a bunch to Harwood. Running kick to the back of the head. German suplex with the bridge. Silver tries to keep up the momentum, but Spears hits a Death Valley Driver for the win.
1: Yeah, I like I like Sean Spears getting the pin here. Um, yeah, he needed it. Yes, he did. You know, I like the you know the the split, not splitting, but the. Um, the back and forth between the dark order. At the start of the match, John Silver was starting, it's two Grayson tags himself in, and Silver tags himself back in. And there's a lot of things during the match. Then after the match, um
0: Luno gets in Silver's face, yells at him, Silver shoves him down, Grayson with a kick to the head, and then all hell well, breaks. Hell breaks loose. So
1: five gets in there, ten gets in there, Colt gets in there, the Anna J and Tay come out and pretty much be like or, like, what's going on? You know, um,
0: Stu's yelling for Anna and she just shakes her head. Leave it what, to Stu to call out for Anna.
1: Well, what do you think? What do you think's going on here, Paul? I mean, we're we gonna get a complete breakup of the dark order, are we gotta get a split like the NWO black and white and wolf pack. Uh, I mean, it, it, they the commentary mentioned, you know, that they need a leader. So,
0: I think they need a leader, it's not gonna be Anna. Um, sorry. Anna is not the role, does not fit the role of the leader of the group. And uh, unless they can confirm that Ty Conte is officially part of the Dark Order, I think as they're working on their things against the Bunny and Penelope Ford, Mm -hmm. we're going to see less of them in the uh, Dark Order. Hopefully, we get uh, some type of leader, not an exalted one. There will never be another exalted one until. Negative one, who is officially on the roster, steps up. But uh, they need something in the meantime. And I think it'll be Hangman.
1: I was going to say, do you think it's Bray Wyatt?
0: No, 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 Mm -hmm. no. I mean, unfortunately, I can see it going that way. And by unfortunately, I don't mean there's anything wrong with Bray. I just, they built it up for Hangman. We were going to get Marty originally as the exalted one, Marty Skrull. Uh, he re-signed with ROH. So, they threw a audible. <laughs> Luckily, Brody Lee happened to sign at the same time, so it fit the positioning. Um, he fit the role perfectly. But to have Bray do it, I don't know. Because I want to see Bray come in as the fiend, if he does. Not the fiend, so to say, but that type of character.
1: Yeah, Hangman. Hey I don't know. It's gonna be interesting. I mean, Tony Khan confirmed in the Scrum after all out that Hangman asked for time off. So that's yes. pretty much how plans got changed. Um Who knows when he'll be back? I don't know. I thought you know, was lined up for grand slam. We're two weeks away. Don't see that happening now. So, so I don't dear. know. I, yeah, I don't know what's gonna happen when um, Hangman hey comes back because they're uh, gonna have to build him up a little bit again.
0: Yeah. Yeah, and of course, when he does, they better have that extra roof insurance like they did for All Out because that place is going to erupt.
1: Yeah, yeah, it definitely should. Definitely should.
0: Uh, up next, we get a video package to hype J and Ty Conte versus the Bunny and Penelope Ford. Jade Cargill learned at the Women's Casino Battle Royal to not trust anyone. Thunder Rosa says she was heartbroken at coming so close to winning it all out but won't stop fighting. This video package did nothing for me. It confused me more than anything.
1: It's not even probably going to be a Dynamite match.
0: No. No. And I mean, they put it together. They're talking Anna J, Ty Conti, Bunny, Penelope Ford. And then we talk about Jade figuring out not to trust anybody. Then we go to Thunder Roses, upset about not winning. That didn't hype the match. That just said, look, here's two other superstars who didn't win.
1: Oh, yeah, sorry. I thought we were talking about just Penelope and um, Bunny and Ty Conti and oh. Anna and, and, and Jay Parr. But, yeah, the rest of it, it was just kind of kind of quickly recapping the, what happened in the match from their point of view. It was, it was, it was yeah. different, different, very different.
0: Yeah. Uh, backstage, Tony Schiavone talks with Tully Blanchard, who calls out Sting and Darby. He wants Sean Spears versus Darby Allen on next week's show. He also says there will be a time when he and Sting meet again in the ring.
1: I don't want to see that. I get why they're doing it, nostalgia and everything, but we've seen Totally in the Ring. We've seen Sting in the Ring. Seen them together, <sighs> I, I guess. It's going to have to be cinematic. Yeah, it's I get it for the one tag. time, but like here here's my problem with that. You're going to take time away from some 20-something-year-old who could get some TV time to put these guys in there. Like the acclaimed? Yeah, I, I don't know. I, I'm sure it'll be fun when it happens, but I'm not that pumped for it.
0: Neither am I. Uh, Then we get the other little backstage segment with uh, Pillman Jr. as they confirm Varsity Blondes versus the Acclaimed on Friday's Rampage.
1: No, 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 no. no. Pillman
0: Jr. versus Caster. Yeah. 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 Uh, Up next, the Elite. The moment I had been waiting for all night long. I don't know about you.
1: <laughs> I like how they did it. They all came out without Adam Cole. I like that part.
0: Yeah, I was so afraid we weren't going to hear that Adam Cole music again until his first in-ring match. Mm-hmm. Um, catchy,
1: catchy tune, catchy tune. By the yeah. way, yeah,
0: yeah. So uh, Don Callis takes the mic away from Tony Schiavone. Of course he does. Usual. He does it every I, week. And I loved how Tony just kind of walked up yeah. front and continued talking like there was a microphone there. Yeah. I mean, Tony is so great. I, I'm so glad they've got Schiavone. <laughs> And uh, I look forward to seeing more with Shivani, of course. Yep. Uh, it talks about Kenny Omega taking the number one spot in the PWI 500. Yeah,
1: Congratulations to Kenny. That's a big deal. Mox was number one last year. I I thought Roman Reigns would be number one. He was number two. So, congratulations to Kenny.
0: Where he deserves to be. <laughs> <laughs> From a lot of people. Uh, again, I haven't watched enough to know for sure. But I hear he's doing great. So, congratulations to him. On Congratulations to all top ten guys.
1: Yeah, so, I mean, everybody makes a list, you know, top 500 is pretty cool. Yeah. Um, yeah, but uh, Mox was number six, I think, so still
0: in top 10. Yep. Uh, Callis says the tag titles were stolen from the Young Bucks on Sunday, but they have a plan to get them back. Jackson says, speaking of getting things back, and introduces their longtime dead friend of four years, Adam Cole.
1: <sighs> I got to say, what do you think of Nick Jackson's nose ring tonight? Holy smokes.
0: It was better than that blonde thing he had going on Sunday night. Good God. I looked at that and said, who's coming out with Matt?
1: Uh, I don't know. Nick don't know. chain. It was like a freaking
0: chain connected to uh, yeah. the earring. Yeah. I, I, don't uh, I don't know. Yeah, I don't know. Uh, Cole gets into the ring and uh, of course takes it in for a little bit as he should
1: Thank quickly you.
0: grabs the mic grabs the mic and uh, says, who's ready for story time with Adam Cole, baby? And says, but first, then gets up in Tony's face and says, I know you're good friends with Britt Baker, but if you even look at her weird, he's going to take your glasses off and whip your ass.
1: Yeah, I thought that was funny, and I like how you put that in there because, you know, a lot of companies wouldn't acknowledge that. He and Brett are dating outside in real life. So pretty cool.
0: Then kicks Shivani out of the ring. Tell him, get out of the ring nerd. Uh, Cole then goes on to say that uh, all elite is the greatest professional company in the world. It's because of the elite continues uh, that he may be new here, but he's shown for 14 years. He's a once in a generation wrestler. Now he's with the best. The young bucks are the greatest tag team of all time. Omega is a once in a lifetime wrestler. And now the Elite has Adam Cole, baby. Cole announces he's going to make his in-ring debut next week. And then Omega gets on the mic. He's getting better on the mic. I got to give him that.
1: He's more in his own character now.
0: Yes. When he first turned heel, I'm so glad they paired him with Callus because he was not good heel, Mike. He says, one thing he hates is being interrupted. Goes to do his sign-off. But Brian Danielson's music hits once again. And down the ramp he comes. Omega asks if the guys, if uh, he could have the ring. asks Danielson to step into the ring, says he doesn't bite. It's just them. Danielson snatches the mic and asks the fan if they want to see him go against Kenny Omega. To which the crowd responds, of course, yes. Yes. And I thought they were going to try to kibosh the whole yes movement.
1: Well, well, he was asked (laughs) about that in the scrum afterwards. And, 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 um. Brian Danielson said he loves that the crowd does it, but he said he still very respects WWE. Thankful for everything they've done, so he's pretty much going to figure out what he can and can't do. So it sounds to me like he's probably not going to do the yes thing himself, but he's glad the fans are still doing
0: it. Yeah, it's like Stone Cold stopped doing what and just started letting the fans do it. Right. So same thing.
1: Another interesting thing about Brian Danielson is tonight, if you noticed on the on the video screen, it says the American Dragon. So does mm-hmm. his t-shirt on shop but they didn't refer to him as the American dragon at all yet. So
0: no, I think they will. Once he gets into the ring, mm-hmm. uh, Omega says he's the guy he really wanted to see. Danielson snatches the mic. Omega says it doesn't work like that here. Brian says Omega isn't taking the match because he knows Brian is better than him and he's not on his level. Omega takes off his jacket and goes for a swing. Uh, Danielson dodges him and goes into the lock. Goes to lock in a submission as Omega quickly tapped out. The Elite attack him. Jurassic Express and Christian Cage run out to help. The Elite clear out to the floor. Luchasaurus launches Marco Stunt onto the Young Bucks. Cutler's the only guy left in the ring. Danielson hits a running knee to send him out of the ring. And I'm sure you probably enjoyed seeing Marco being thrown.
1: Yeah, but it, I mean, it wasn't thrown to <laughs> hurt him. It, you know, and I will say, Cutler plays the best stooge on TV. It's hilarious. He cracks me up. But I will say, the only you know, I see all those guys running. My my eyes immediately go to Marco jumping on two guys and trying to punch them. It's like
0: little Marco. Why got the heart of a warrior?
1: Why? But um, the Boy looked good doing his springboard um. Or springboard moonsault over, over the ropes Land on his feet Frankie looked good hitting that move on Adam Cole Which I'm glad then they announced later It's going to be Frankie versus Adam Cole next week That's going to be a fun one to watch Um, I don't know it's, it's interesting that they're really, really, really Pushing Jurassic Express hard right here In one of the big angles
0: Yeah, uh, after the ring kind of clears out We get uh, the announcement Of some upcoming stuff With AEW we get for Friday's Rampage, Andrade versus Pack. Oh, man, that better be the close. I, that better I, be,
1: I can't imagine it wouldn't be with the other matches.
0: Max Caster and Anthony Bowens versus Brian Pillman Jr. Uh, currently, only Brian Pillman Jr. is listed. Do you think the other half of the varsity blondes will join him ringside, or do you think they'll play off of this for a couple of weeks?
1: Uh, I, think, I think I'll join him at ringside, maybe with an ice pack or something on them. Or Brace or something.
0: We'll see Darby and Sting respond to Tully Blanchard. And then, uh, as I talked about earlier, leading up to a six-man or six-woman trios match, Ruby Soho, Riho, and Chris Statlander take on Britt Baker, Jamie Hayter, and Rebel. That'll be fun. Next week on Dynamite, Adam Cole makes his in-ring debut against the elite hunter Frankie Kazarian. Which, can we just talk about the fact that Adam Cole helped start the Bullet Club? which then became the elite.
1: Yep.
0: Yep. So the elite hunter taking on the founding member of the elite. I think Mm -hmm. that's the perfect way to go.
1: Yep.
0: Uh, Jade Cargill with smart Mark Sterling versus Layla Hirsch and Darby Allen with sting versus Sean Spears with Tully Blanchard.
1: Yeah, those would be fun.
0: And then of course we see uh, for grand slam on September 22nd, Cody Rhodes versus Malachi black. Mm Mm-hmm. Main event time. <laughs> Minaro Suzuki versus John Moxley. I probably butchered the first name there, so we're just gonna call him Suzuki for the rest of the, <laughs> the night. Uh Suzuki starts walking out to it. this is awesome and holy chance. So <laughs> they get into the ring. The this is awesome once again breaks out right off the bat. Can we uh, talk
1: about Mox's pop to Wild Thing ooh. in his hometown, Cincinnati? Place going nuts.
0: I didn't even hear wild thing playing at one point because that crowd was loud.
1: Yeah. Yeah.
0: That's almost like trying to hear cult of personality, uh, on page when <laughs> punk debuted. Yeah. You couldn't hear it. Uh, lots of yays and boos back and forth throughout this entire match. Uh, they both work over their, each other quickly, Moxley throws a chop into the corner Gets whipped into the other side Suzuki with a kick to the face Tries for another Moxley catches it Bites Suzuki in the face So much for there's no biting in wrestling (laughs) Suzuki does it right back to him Both throw headbutts And eventually go down Suzuki looks for a gotch style pile driver But Moxley with a back body drop counter Goes right into the paradigm shift And at this point it becomes clear That Suzuki is busted open
1: Big time, right above the right
0: I d- eye. I don't know where he got busted open, but I notice as Mox locked in for the paradigm shift that he was bleeding already. Uh, Moxley hit a big lariat cover, one count. Moxley with a lariat. Suzuki, he doesn't go down, though. Tries again, no luck. Suzuki with a single leg drop kick. Suzuki... Suzuki looks for a rear naked choke. Moxley gets away, throws a big right hand and another Suzuki goes down, look to lock in another paradigm shift, but it was more like a double handle suplex. Got the win, though, And then Moxley went and celebrated with the hometown crowd for, Literally for four three and a counts. half minutes.
1: Yeah. Um, I mean, we knew Moxley was going to go over in his hometown, but, uh, Good, good, good way to end the show. Um, Weird way after the, I mean, good match to end the show. Weird way to end the show after he when he was just walking around for three minutes. But um, AEW makes sure the hometown guys always win the matches. But I will say earlier when Pillman got beat up by MJF, it's the first time I can recall somebody in AEW even getting beat up in their hometown.
0: Yeah, but it set up for what's sure to be a good match. It did. Um, So.
1: It did, but uh, yeah, hard hitting match. Between Suzuki and Moxie, two guys who have faced before, two guys who are familiar with each other. Their styles are very similar. So um, it's just another match that um, is able to happen because of the forbidden door being open. So they're definitely taking advantage of that.
0: So, wrestler of the night.
1: Yeah, wrestler of the night. Um, I'm kind of all over the place here, Mm -hmm. thinking about the the winners and everything. But I'm going with Ruby Soho tonight in her... Debut on Dynamite.
0: Should have known. <laughs> uh, Jason, she's an
1: Indiana girl too. Got it. Got to Got Lafayette.
0: Yep. Is where she's booked out of.
1: Yeah, uh, that surprised me because I know she's not originally from there. So.
0: No, she grew up in the South Bend area. So yeah. just up the road from us, about an hour.
1: Yeah.
0: Uh, you know what? I'm gonna go with Sean Spears. I like that. Sean Spears hasn't uh, gotten a lot of victories here lately. So to pick up one with FTR uh, as the pinnacle is still trying to be a thing, apparently.
1: Um, <laughs> yeah, we know Sean's not going to get the win next week.
0: No, no, he's not. Uh, well, I mean, he could.
1: I it'd, doubt it. it could be a
0: big upset. But he could. Yes. Yes, it would. Especially after Sunday night. Yeah. So we'll see. Uh, your rating on a scale of 1 to 10.
1: Yeah, there was a few things I didn't like, but there was more things I liked than I didn't. I'm, I'm going with an 8 tonight. Um, I thought the show actually moved by slower than usual. There was a lot jam-packed into the two hours, but I thought it was well-paced. I mean, usually I look, I'm like, oh, man, it's 9.30 already. One mm-hmm. time I looked, I'm like, oh, it's 8.50. There's still quite a bit of show left, but uh, I, I enjoyed all the matches tonight. They're all pretty good.
0: And then Jamie Hader's music kitchen. You go. Oh, it's already nine thirty. Oh wait, no, it's not. It's nine oh five.
1: Yep. Uh
0: I agree with you. Surprisingly, uh, I'm giving it an eight as well. Uh, the one weird thing that caught my eye: they came back from commercial break for something, and the camera was just sitting on the ground, and they flipped to that <laughs> camera by mistake. I, I think didn't and see it that. took them a couple seconds. I didn't see that. It was about three, four, maybe five seconds uh, before. Flipped over or flipped away from it Kind of a oh crap Oops so yeah I agree very solid show 8 out of 10 any
1: day Yeah I'm looking forward to next week Newark New Jersey This is a show that's been like rescheduled 4 or 5 times Yeah It was where Blood and Guts was supposed to be originally last March So looking forward to that Crowd's going to be hot and then of course the Grand Slam the following week. There, some big stuff's going to happen there. They've been advertising that for weeks. It's going to be the yep. biggest live attendance in AW history to date. So it's going to be good stuff.
0: Yeah, and it's been brought to my attention that there will not be a title defense on KOP after uh, yep. Grand Slam.
1: I've nope, uh Those are too easy. Unless <laughs> I see the card and see that it's just really out there. But, uh, yeah, I'm just going to. Let this let this baby sit a little bit and enjoy its new home until November. Which I should when say, it comes where it belongs. I should say, full gear. If every, I hope everybody was paid attention at all out Saturday because the date has changed for full gear. Full gear was supposed to be Saturday, November sixth. It's now Saturday, November thirteenth. Reason is UFC announced a big pay per view for November sixth. Tony doesn't like to go head to head against the UFC, so it's going to be now November thirteenth. Interesting thing is. And I don't recall what venue it was supposed to be in St. Louis originally. There's a different event going on that day, Saturday, November 13th. So the reason the tickets aren't on sale, I'm guessing they're looking for a new venue. Yeah. But tickets are still on sale for the Rampage that was scheduled on that Friday before. So I don't know what they're going to do there. I keep watching because, uh, I don't know, I might, maybe I'll try to get tickets for full gear. I don't know. Maybe, maybe. I don't
0: know. I don't know. know. We'll see. But uh, either way, November 13th will be the last time you hold that belt.
1: All I got to say, Paul, is I'm better than you, and you know it.
0: Ooh. Ooh. Here I was getting ready to tell everybody to go follow you on social media. Nope. Go buy some Kicking Out Podcast merch off of the uh, Pro Wrestling Tees store. It does take 7-10 to 10 days for a turnaround for a printed-out shirt, but it is worth it. You get to support a great podcast and look fantastic while doing it. Follow the Kicking Out Podcast on all social media, at kicking out pod, And be sure to follow Tanner Lee on Twitter and myself, at PaulZartman921 on all social media. And with that, join us again next Wednesday as we kick out yet another podcast.